0: We're debating about sports, not about masks, not about schools, not about whether we should shut down, not about whether we should reopen. We're debating about sports, and that's the part about it to me that is why I want to have another podcast Thursday, and mm-hmm. that but because it, it feels normal. It is normal to talk about these things, even if the framing device is not normal.
1: What's up, Georgia Bulldogs fans? You are listening to episode 236 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined once again outside on my back porch by my two co-hosts, Tony Waller and Will Leach. And as society tries to get back to a more normal daily life while still combating the coronavirus pandemic, we try to get back to a more normal podcast while still dealing with the uncertainties of the coronavirus pandemic. Basically, what I'm saying here is that this is the first episode in quite some time that sort of feels like an old one, the kind we used to make pre-pandemic, or as Will and Tony referred to it, before time. There's a lot of positivity in this episode. Sure, we still discuss the question of whether or not schools should be opening, whether or not the Major League Baseball season will make it all the way to the end of the season, as we thought it should and could and perhaps might, and whether or not college football will be played at all. But the mood is light, and it was a lot of fun by the three of us in discussing Georgia's potential 10-game SEC schedule. There's still two teams that we don't know who we're going to play, and there's other college football topics as well. So it's a fun one, and without any further delay, we hope you really enjoy this show. It was a fun one to make, and here's Will and Tony to get it all started.
0: School's on. There's a... a Huge push in Oconee. Uh, there's a mask up Oconee campaign. I, I, like I talked to the principal. The teachers are the teachers, all staff inside the building are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, th- no one has told me that that's a mandatory thing, but they're treating it mandatorily. Yeah. Um, so, you know, look, we uh, this these are the things we talk about now. We do get to talk about football tonight, guys. Yes, Yes, we do. Which is a lot of fun. There's a lot going on.
2: (laughs) There's stuff. There's stuff. The NBA playoffs start in two weeks. Like, that's like the weirdest thing about this. Well, they just. They would have just finished had they not stopped. Well, they would have, yeah, exactly. They would have finished a month ago. But that's, that's what I find so strange, though, is that it feels like the new season is starting, but there's literally only two weeks of games, and then the playoffs
1: start. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. And
2: and the hockey playoffs start, essentially, next week. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're so. doing some round-robin for yeah, the NHL. I, the round,
2: I understand the plan, The seating thing really confuses me. I don't really
0: understand the seating part. But, it's uh, hockey. I don't know. It's mean. hockey.
1: I mean, the Thrashers and the Winnipeg Jets are playing next week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Each other. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny.
1: Which is the same thing. In the Flames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But um,
2: but yeah, so uh, uh, baseball is trying to get going. Um, I well, will There's some s- teams doing great.
1: Braves are in first place.
2: I will say uh, for we can. We'll get into college football, but whether you uh, care about college football or the NFL the most, I'd be keeping a very close eye on what is happening with baseball right now yeah. because it, they, you know the. Um, these tests keep coming back from the NHL and the NBA with zero positives, zero positives, zero positives, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, my Cardinals have been in the same Milwaukee hotel room, a city where they never, in fact, played a game. Uh, We've been in the same Milwaukee hotel room, and we'll be there through, through Friday.
0: Yeah, and wow.
2: and and basically, you know, there's only a 60 game season. In. We talk about like, wow, look how crazy that short that crazy short that season is. If the Cardinals play 55 games at this point, like they're not going to be able to make up all those games. Manfred is already on record as saying. Listen, not everyone's going to play 60 games. We're going to have to go by winning percentage. We're going to make up as many as we can, but we just
0: can't make up that many games. Will there be a cutoff at which point you're not eligible for the playoffs? I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. It's funny. I had that same thought because I, I made the comment just a minute ago. The Braves are finally in first place. I mean the Marlins are two and one. They have a six sixty-seven. I would right? imagine if the Marlins don't play. <laughs> well no, that's what I'm saying, right? But while but the Marlins only get in thirty games. I think
2: I think if they get to the point where there would be one team that doesn't get enough, they would just you know, Joe Sheehan, the baseball writer, has actually made the argument that he thinks if this keeps happening, they will get to like late August, early September and say, playoff seeding start now, we'll see you in a month, and yeah. they all go to bubbles.
1: Yeah, that that's is not terrible that
2: either, is yeah. Joe Sheehan's argument. If they continue to be able to un- be unable to contain, or because right. I mean, the the thing the Marlins thing was scary. The Cardinals thing was scary, was almost scarier because it's now that's now crossed over to the central. Like two of the three pods yeah. are compromised now. Yeah. and which is a major issue uh, to say the least. The Cardinals had a slightly lesser outbreak than the Marlins, but they had one, and they haven't played. It doesn't really matter how uh, if you've like a third of the Cardinals' active roster tested positive. Uh, that's not good.
1: How's the health of these individuals? Uh,
2: apparently, th- only three were showing symptoms, um, and no one's been hospitalized uh, yet or anything. Uh, no one. The, the, honestly, the two major health. Uh, Issues that have been involved in baseball have been Freddie Freeman, who was very very ill, and Eduardo Rodriguez, who is still very ill. Uh, he had he developed myocardium uh, mm-hmm. after this, so uh, he, that is a very serious situation. And who does he play for? Uh, he's one of the starters for the Red Sox. Okay, and so he is probably the closest. Uh, um, the he's obviously opted out of the year. He will still get paid. Um, but yeah, that's, so will this right? Yeah, what's that?
1: Soil will suspectus will
2: not get paid. <laughs> he won't. Suspectus will not get paid. Um, but. You know, it's, it, to me, that that's what you're looking at. College football has a couple extra hoops that it has to jump through, but certainly the idea of, um, you know, baseball originally floated the idea of a bubble. They floated the idea of having all the games in Arizona or all the games in Florida. They originally floated that idea. Now, we can all argue whether Arizona or Florida would have been the best place because they're two places exploding, though, <laughs> frankly, Orlando seems to be working fine for the MLS, NBA, and WNBA right now um NHL's doing great cuz they're in
0: Canada <laughs> yeah. yeah but by the way I noticed the other day the Rogers Centre they're one of the host sites um, they said today's attendance zero. Yeah, yeah, and that is mm-hmm.
2: just spectacular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. My favorite uh, one baseball stadium did a kiss cam, but just showed a bunch of empty seats.
1: Well, I've, I've enjoyed. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've enjoyed. enjoyed with the Braves. Bloopers still got his shtick going on. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. That when I was this, I went to Cincinnati for a game to, to write about uh, for New York Magazine and uh, Mister and Miss Redleg yeah. are up in the top thing together. I, I saw whole video of that yeah, yeah just He's kind of like, out. yeah just yeah. Uh, I mean it's uh, you know it's like that famous video from uh, t- Toronto's baseball stadium you have uh, the hotel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a famous video of people having sex in the window. Never seen that. <laughs> <You laughs> behind there while the game's exist. going on. It's, it's very amusing.
1: I also like how the Braves are only two back of the Marlins in the lost column, yet they're in first place. Yeah,
2: they played all, yeah, game. they played all the games. But I think that's the issue, right? Is, you know, I um, I wrote about this I've come to New York magazine tomorrow but it's about this about how I've actually listen, I think all of it's been weird. I think the games are weird it's fun when you're I was, I, maybe I'm just saying this because my team hasn't played in a week and I'm getting antsy I think that they've done a pretty good job uh, it's like uh, noise and yeah. I think I think the into crowd noise is fine the Fox national broadcasts are particularly good at it there was a play at first base there was a close call and like the fans were booing before I even realized what was going on <laughs> and they, like they've actually somebody's just jamming on yeah, the button they've done like a really really good job of it and it was instantaneous so I think stuff like that is better I still encourage everyone to listen to games on the radio I actually feel like listening to games the radio is one of the closest things I've had, regardless of just sports, to feeling like things were in the before time. Because once you game on television, you know the they stadiums, and if you see, empty you see the mass. If you listen to the game on the radio, other than not hearing the beer hair guy every once in a while, it's basically it's the, same the same experience. Yeah. and I found that very kind of calming, almost a balm uh, during a uh, during all this. Cause there's really nothing else that's like that. But I think the the NFL and college football should be watching very closely of what's happening with baseball because not only the outbreaks, but um, baseball kind of shifting on the fly and recognizing that, you know what, not everyone's going to play the same number of games. And you know what, it's probably not going to be fair and there's going to be something weird and it's kind of a dog's breakfast sort of the whole (laughs) deal, right? But you want to have a season or you not want to have a season. And for me, that's why I talked about the radio thing. Uh, it actually, the Cardinals are two and three. Um, but the record does, I don't really care that much. Uh, I just like, I feel like with a lot of things right now, I'm trying to be kind of present and enjoy these little moments that, I, uh, that are different, and I feel kind of lucky that I get to listen to a baseball game sure. right now uh, in the middle of all this. Yeah. I don't know if that means my... Ordinarily, I'm like, we're two and three, there's a short season, we've got to get back on the field and get back in the standings, and, and Kane opted out, so that's going to help the Brewers, and all those usual, usual things where I'm obsessed with the Cardinals winning the World Series, or you guys are obsessed with the Braves winning the World Series. I'm not, I don't care about that stuff that much this year. I'll care about next year. But this is a weird year, and to me, that is the best way to think about this, going into the NFL, and specifically for our uh, purposes, college football. The idea that, like, you know what? We can all argue whether you watch the sun come up after after a national championship, uh, whether it counts or not. But, like, there's going to be just stuff that we would, in any other year, we would find unacceptable. You're going to have a Thursday where you think a game's happening Saturday, and it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that's going to happen and if the schedule is going to be unbalanced and it's going to be weird one team may drop out entirely there's just going to be all sorts of crazy stuff and if you i think if you can acknowledge it if you acknowledge it not as a what a weird year this isn't right this isn't fair but acknowledge this. you know what if there's any football this year it's something to be grateful for rather than uh, – don't look for what you're missing. Look for what you're getting is, is the best advice I would give for anyone excited about college football or NFL this year. Because that has – we're only a week in. We've already had two outbreaks in baseball. We're a week in. Yeah. So uh, – and they've already acknowledged that those are not going to uh, – uh, pro- probably not going to be made up as, m- as much as they'd like it to be. You're going to see the same thing in fo- football. In college football, you're probably going to see it even worse because
0: there's not that, you know, I mean, there's, it's no, just going to, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're basically, you know. so I, I think you frame it in an interesting way for us to talk about the college football season because on the way over here, I, I'd been thinking about, um, and, and we'll get to the, <clears throat> remind me, I want to get to the college football playoff and what that might look mm-hmm. like uh, because so much of the conversation revolving around teams that get put into the playoffs when there's four teams are the non-conference games right? Because there's always the which conference is the best, and it's widely accepted this and all that. Yeah. We well, you know Oregon me? played Alabama tough, so that right. makes it at Pac-12 better, right. right, exactly. But we're not even going to have any of that yeah. now, right? Uh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, ACC, nice try, guys. Really, really, yeah. Good explain night. that for the good people game. that are confused about that. Um, so basically, uh, this is just my theory, but I'm I feeling reporting is going to bear this out. The ACC, without telling their coaches, basically released their plan. I mean, the coaches found out literally like 12 months before it was released that they were going to play a conference-only schedule with a a plus one, basically a conference plus one. The plus one had to be only in an in-state school of the school year. And so presumably, for example, Louisville would play Kentucky. Tech would play Georgia. FSU would play um, Florida. Clemson would play South Carolina. I also, presumably, I guess North Carolina Wake and Duke have to play each other, or East Carolina, or UNC Charlotte, or something. Um, Who the hell does Syracuse play? I mean, there's not another. Army? I guess Army, yeah. I got anything about that, right? So. Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, (laughs) right. But I'm 100% convinced of this. There's been, I I can't prove it, 100% convinced of this. The ACC found out that SEC was going to go to a 10 game only schedule, and they released their plan to try to leverage. Right. So their thought was, okay, if we get out there first, people will hue and cry, or at least they will, Will the SEC will stop and consider. Mm-hmm. And the SEC is like, nah, we're good. <laughs> we're fine. We're going to do our thing. Right. Um, which is an interesting way of looking at right? Because if all the conferences basically do a conference only schedule, let's put aside the ACC funding the plus one games at this point. Um, you do have less. I guess a less da- a fewer data points, cr- like cross seating data points, right? I mean, basically, you literally are making a co- an argument that this conference is better than that conference without, I mean, purely eyeball testing it. Um, yeah, I mean, there are, there are metrics that can can measure power or whatever. You know, the S and P Plus is, is kind of we're we're fans of here on the wait and since last Saturday, but at some point, you're just making a. Uh, an eyeball estimation and uh, which leads to a point that uh, Senator Lutarski made months ago which is they're going to make it the 18th playoff this year um, the the odds of all the bowl games being played are, are relatively low at this point I think um, I is that a think bad thing I, I yes it's a terrible thing because I love college football but <laughs> I'm an Illinois fan yeah the drive for four is a lot baby the drive year. for four drive so um <laughs> The, uh, I, I just think there is a too easy an argument right now without enough cross-comparison cross data, without enough out-of-conference games to basically say alright, power five, all the champions get something and we'll do three at large on group of five, you're eligible for that large, but it's purely the committee's decision. Guys, it's not happening. But, I, mean, um, I, I mean, I don't
2: even know if they're. I mean, I don't know how going to play. Well,
0: yeah, but that, the group of five is a whole different ball of wax, yeah. too. Like,
2: I actually feel like that's too complicated to even
1: kind of oh, yeah. get into. Right, <laughs> I, I, I'm convinced
0: there there will be group of five programs that will put together a schedule. Right. I mean,
1: they'll you, play five, six games, right, maybe. Right. I mean,
0: you could see UCF playing USF and Florida International, Florida Atlantic, and Florida, you know, Pacific, Florida Western, Florida Northern. I don't. Know. I mean, there's like 45 of those schools. Um, Or you could see, you know, the Alabama playing, Alabama playing, uh, I'm sorry, uh, who am I thinking of? UAB playing Troy State, playing whatever, Georgia Southern playing Georgia Tech, and Georgia State, no, (laughs) I mean, you know, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, uh, Kennesaw all playing, right? I could see that happening. Um, Where it gets more difficult is, is a school like Boise, which is literally hundreds of miles from everywhere. Or Hawaii. Or Hawaii, which is an ocean away from everybody, um, but if I had to, if I had to guess right now, and Will, and that comes right into Will's point talking about being flexible and weird stuff happening, is that it wouldn't surprise me they announce eight, Mine announce twelve. You never know, right? We're going to take the we're, six, five conference champions get a guaranteed spot. We're going to seed the other seven. Right, And there is a timing issue involved with that.
2: There because
1: is. Because, of course, the SEC championship game is the, the 19th. 19th this Did, year. Now, is it flexed to where it could be the 12th, or is it definitely no, the 19th? No,
0: definitely the 19th. Yeah, okay. ACC's flexed on the 12th or nineteenth. 19th. Yeah. Okay. But that gets to another thing. Does the national championship game have to be, I mean... The winner of the... Uh, no, no, does it have to be that weekend? Does it have to be July January 13th or whatever? Uh, it's pretty late this year, right? I mean, you're not going to go much past the 13th, maybe a week, because you're not going to get into Super Bowl week. We don't know what October. We get to October and the NFL is not playing games, but somehow college football might be. Uh, I, I, I don't see that as a realistic possibility. I, I agree, agree with you but I'm that, saying that. that there the is NFL the world. is
2: not playing in college football. So, and we don't I, have. I see it hard to imagine.
1: We don't have an actual dates. We know that there's gonna be 10 games and we know they're gonna start on September twenty sixth. And
0: we know the SEC championship is December
1: 19th. So that that's thirteen <clears throat> weeks. So yep. do they build in a couple of bye weeks in case something goes down?
0: Well the twelfth is an off week uh, in for the, everyone. In, for everyone. Okay. In the event everyone has okay, to Okay so play. there's
1: eleven weeks to play ten games.
0: That's exactly right. There's eleven weeks and they have a built I they have a built-in bye week. Everybody's getting a bye week. I was I was convinced that they were going to start Labor Day weekend. SEC was going to do 10 Ten games essentially in sixteen weekends, fifteen weekends. So every day, and they would build in mandatory like two week breaks through the season. Right? You play two or three games, two week break. Two or three games, two week break. And my guess is, is that the TV networks were like, we need games, we, right? we need games, we got to have games every weekend. And that's right? when
1: Oklahoma was like, we'll play in August.
0: Right? That's exactly right. So I, I mean, if you think about the health, in a, in a, from a health situation. Taking the two weeks off makes some sense because it allows teams to get better. It also makes it less likely a team's going to cancel a game because they got, you know, you know, fourteen of eighty-five scholarship
2: players. But see, this is what we've seen in baseball, and this is why it's hard. Because listen, the Cardinals have eight of their 12, 20, 26 players on the roster mm-hmm. right now. Eight of their thirty players on the roster uh, test deposit. That's what they came down to. So the you want to be like, well, that's okay. They got twenty-four. Guys left in the roster, and they got this squad in Springfield that's all going kind to of fill up. But the problem is, you don't actually know that you have only eight because that's the nature of the coronavirus. Right. This is why it's so hard. And so there's been this idea of like, well, if some guys test positive on Thursday, then it's okay, just. Take them off the roster or quarantine them, and it's just not going to work that way. And it's not, and as we're seeing with baseball, it's not going to work that way if they test positive on Monday. Right. Like that is the issue. Is that like there because of the long lag time? There's a great story in the Atlantic. I know people love it when I reference stories in the Atlantic. There's a great story in the Atlantic today about how like the the disease is kind of uniquely designed to cause chaos because you can test. Positive, uh, you can test negative two days because you have these, it hasn't come up yet, and then two days later you can test positive though you've only been with the person uh, that tested positive two days before that entire time. Like the issue is that if five people test positive on Monday, it doesn't mean that twelve people aren't going to test positive on Tuesday, even if you get them out of there, even if you get them out of there. That is the issue, and that's what worries me most about this. This would actually be a lot easier if they didn't have to go to school. And in all seriousness, it would be – one of the ironies and one of the reasons this is so disorienting for college football is the idea that, like, it's actually safer for the players if they don't – if the students don't come back. Right. It's actually so much safer for them. And it's also safer for the students, for the players, if after they play on Saturday, they go to where they're playing next. And if they get a home game, they stay there. But, the, like, if Georgia plays at, at – let's, let's say Georgia – hosts, um, plays at Alabama, and then hosts Arkansas, Arkansas, and then plays at South Carolina the next game. The smart thing to do is the minute you leave Sanford Stadium, you go to South Carolina. You go immediately the next day. But you can't do that because they're students, and so they actually have stuff they have to do that week. The issue with baseball is the same issue that baseball is having. It's going to be an issue. It's hard to see college football, NFL not having the same issue. Which is, it's not as simple. We've already seen this. It is not as simple as, oh, these guys tested positive. So just clear them out of there and bring in the backups because it, it doesn't work that way. And I think that is why baseball is in such chaos, and I think that's why it's going to be so hard. Because people get caught up with the idea, like, well, what, well, they'll have a test on Saturday. And what a bummer then like, it turns out that three guys can't play because they tested positive on Saturday. Uh-uh. If three guys test positive on Saturday...
0: You may have you're, an outbreak on yeah, your You're hands. probably going to have 10 on
2: Monday. And, so, and then they're playing, <clears throat> breathing in the face of a bunch of people. Now the encouraging thing in baseball, which is of course a different sport than football, is when the Marlins had all those positive tests, the Phillies, when they played that game on Sunday that they should not have played, no Phillies got it. No Phillies got it from Marlins players. So that's encouraging for baseball. That uh, gives baseball a window. I think the Cardinals thing would not shut down baseball. A team transmitting it to another team, yeah. Ooh, which shut, shut down baseball, and that has not happened. Certainly, seems more likely to happen in football than happen in baseball. Yeah, and that to me is that—that's why it's going to be so hard. This is not, and never mind the issues that college football has in general, anyway, uh, which we're, we can see in the Pac-12 right now, which we can get into that as well. It's the problem of just because someone tests positive on Saturday doesn't mean Saturday morning doesn't mean you just move them off the field, and bring in the backups. It's not that simple. Even if they test positive on Sunday, it's not so simple that you clear them out for the week
0: and get the rest of the guys in. For And that is why this is so, so hard. But that is is one of the places where the difference in scheduling between baseball and football could benefit. I'm not not saying it will, I'm just saying it could. Uh, To me, the smarter play here would be to play six conference games.
2: They would have played play six conference games. Ten is a lot to fit in. Yeah. But if I you agree play six, yeah. then you got two weeks between games. Yeah. And I understand why. Uh, and maybe you stagger it to where uh, every team's off every other week or something. Yeah. or like, And you figure it out that way. But the problem is if someone tests positive the day of a game, they're probably out two weeks, and so is everyone around them. Yeah. And this is what you're seeing in baseball now. And, and baseball is trying to make that about a week and a half. But again, the season is a week and a half old, and the Marlins have played three games.
1: So you're yeah. saying and they shouldn't
2: have played the third. So, so it's like that's the problem: is it doesn't just the, the, football has an extra problem that baseball doesn't, which is again maybe football players don't transfer it more than baseball players. Look at the nature of the sport; it seems a lot more There's likely like that they would
0: contact. Yeah. So
1: what you're saying is that if Auburn shows up to Georgia to play a game in that morning, Gus Malzahn and the Knicks test positive, then Auburn and Georgia aren't playing that day.
2: That's correct. No, I think that's one hundred percent. And I think yeah. that, that we've gotten this in our mind that you, if it, like, like if because they, they were they,
1: talking early about like we got these guys in pods, like in groups of seven or whatever. Course, that's what you maybe heard, you do, right. and
2: maybe maybe that's what happens. But like, boy, who's in charge of what making sure that's happening?
1: Well, plus if you got to practice and scrimmage. If
2: I'm Georgia, how do I know that's what they've been doing right. all week? Is there's no actually person
0: going around and making sure all this is happening. These are that's exhausting too. Uh, sure, I, yeah. I mean, but, but that's also the idea behind all the conferences. You can you can lay down rules. Now I I agree with you, yeah. but you can't. I mean, you can't trust Auburn to but yeah. You, you know. I mean, you, yeah,
2: true. But you also I mean, you can't trust Major League Baseball players who theoretically have more at stake are not irresponsible college students. No offense to irresponsible college students out there, <laughs> but like uh, like are generally speaking have more on the line. I'm and, sorry, i love it. That's the one thing you ever
0: apologized. For. Yeah, sorry. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I, I, every time I see a U Haul truck coming in this week, I feel like I hear the 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 the, the theme from Jaws yeah. coming oh, in. So yeah, yeah. um but anyway. So Can't wait to get downtown. Yeah. Give some oh boy, we, Jaeger shots. Yeah, and don't we start on that kill on, on uh, uh, Kelly Hertz, I think very smart and of course immediately challenged idea of having the bars closed earlier. But anyway. Um,
1: but that's good for us 40 year olds anyway because we're we're heading out at 9 yeah kind of but he got
2: overturned more. it was a great idea but but the yeah. judge overturned it oh really yeah. well the judge issued a temporary a temporary training order, order but yeah. which doesn't matter which is the same as overturning because right. the college kids are showing up mm. um, anyway more to the point um, I, it's Never minding the irresponsibility of college students are not irresponsible college students. We also don't know that the Marlins or the Cardinals got it by being irresponsible. They could have gotten it by going to the grocery store. They could have gotten it by being around someone that went to the grocery store. They could have gotten it because a flight attendant had it. There's a million
0: things that could have gone down. It was and, probably hookers and blows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's certainly. If it were <laughs>
2: listen, if it were Miami, uh, yes, and um, but like that's that. The, the the thing that baseball is running into is the same thing that football is going to run into but the advantage that football has is that football is not taking place right now. The problem with baseball right now is it's taking place with the virus running rampant around the country. The hope is when football actually gets started the numbers have gone down a little bit and it's not so rampaging. But right now you know, that's why I don't like this idea of blaming baseball for not having a good plan in place or blaming the players for going out and partying. You know what you do? You blame them for being in America right now because it's everywhere. Yeah. And so the idea that like they did something wrong they made a mistake, they should have been more careful it, it, you travel, you are putting yourself at
0: risk. Yeah, I think it's important to, I say this with eyes fully open about some of the topics we've talked about the past past few podcasts, but you have to be careful about consuming some of the takes out there because some of them, and most of them are well meaning, but some of them are just. It it feels a lot almost like gotcha, right? That you you're right, Will. There is there was first off, I think it's a foregone conclusion. It is an ongoing and foregone conclusion that there were players from Major League Baseball that were going to get sick. But it didn't have to be the Marlins. It didn't have to be the first week. It didn't have to be the Cardinals in the, in the second week. Right. It was just going to happen. Right? And it's also a foregone conclusion that if you are ex- exposing yourself in any way, that it's a possibility to get sick. And anybody that, is, anybody that has any reason sense about it has to look at if you want to blame Major League Baseball for um, Rob Manfred's almost, almost cavalier attitude about people getting sick, um, I don't think his quote came across that way, but I can see where you do. Fine. But to, to blame Major League Baseball for people getting sick is not, I mean, you're also going to blame Major League Baseball for not having a season, right? It's when, just, when
2: baseball put this plan in place, it thought things were going to be better than they are right now.
0: Sure, and and, and but just it, like college
2: football, when we all right. thought when this came around, like you know what, I think we're going to be able to make it. I think it's going to be okay because we did not imagine it being as bad as it is right now. And the hope is
0: it's not as bad in a month. That's the hope, right? right? Or well, if you want, if you want the eighteen to nineteen thousand fans at Sanford Stadium that that McGarity talked about. I think it probably has to be better, right? I don't think... It feels weird to go and... It feels weird to have... To lay out a number when you are still in a situation where it's pretty... Community spread is pretty high, right? It's running rampant, It's yes. running rampant, yeah. And there seems to be plateauing, so that's
2: hopeful. This seems be plateauing. It's not going down yet. It doesn't. It's not going straight up like it was. I think you're seeing more and more people wearing masks and more and more. And Absolutely. More and more people. I mean, you look at,
1: I've been out in Clark County. I've been out in Oconee. Yeah. I was in Columbus, Georgia. I saw it. I was, I was, and I was actively looking for it and I saw it. It's gotten better in the last month. Half. I don't think there's any. I think it was because of our podcast I think uh, so. three I, weeks ago. My,
2: finally, you people are listening to my rants. What do you mean you people? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, so. No, and I think you're right. And I, and I think yeah, that's why you're seeing improvement. I think you're probably going to need to see a little more uh, to get there. But really, you know, the question all this stuff comes down to is the same question. Um, listen, the NBA shut down when Rudy, Rudy Gobert tested positive.
0: He scored the first points. I know that was a nice <laughs> touch, wasn't it? Uh, didn't he on, win the first ride. game? And he, won, and he played he had the free throws at yeah. the stretch in the first Man, game. And NBA script writers are the best.
2: And but like that's the thing though is that like obviously if one player tests positive in baseball they're not shutting it down, right? Like they've all made we've all made our made our, our comfort with that. So the question is how much can you take? What's our gonna, I think gonna, that's a great way to start the conversation. And we're going to see that and and listen, we're going to get a good test case with that with schools we're going to get a good test case right now when it comes to schools And we we talked about this a little before we went on Uh, Georgia, the, the nation is looking at Georgia right now the nation is absolutely looking at Georgia because most people, I mean the debate about schools opening is rampaging all across the country and they got a month or a month and a half left to go, Georgia is opening now so everyone's going to see not only how spread is, I hope that's how the discussion goes is what kind of, can kids give it to like what kind of spread right. happens That's that to me is a scientific discussion that is of interest and, and value or I think the way the discussion is really going to come down is if a teacher gets it or do they stop school that's the question to me I'm curious for you guys that have kids in school this week if a teacher got it on, was diagnosed positive on Wednesday at your kids school would you want them to shut it down
0: um, that's a you know it's, it's a good question.
1: It's, it is a good it's, question. It's a hard. It might question. be one we have to answer, right? I mean, and I, it is
2: yes.
0: <laughs> so I am sending my kids back to school in the full knowledge that someone of the you know fourteen hundred people walking around Oconee County High School, um, and some seven hundred and fifty or eight hundred in Oconee County Middle School have an affection. The, right. odds, are the odds are overwhelming that that, that is the yes. case. Multiple people, right? Um, <clears throat> I have, I've reached the point of my willingness. And this is going to sound callous as hell. No, the, the, this I, is.
2: And also, before you do that. The, 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 this is actually a big part of the problem with the discussion, right? Is if right. you actually there's a lot
0: of shaming going on. Yeah, a lot, right. yeah. a lot of shaming. And, and, of for, shame. What, and for
2: what it's worth, we we saw this with, with my my wife and a bunch of mothers and parents at, at Clark County put together a petition. And a lot, of, it's about trying to get back to in-person schooling using a database scientific approach as right. soon as possible. There's always that one person that says, "Why do you want to kill teachers?" Right. Right. Obviously, we do not want to kill teachers. And so for me, I feel like. Nobody wants to kill anyone. We're all yeah. doing the best and that's, we can. And that's the so part do not feel obliged, in my opinion, to, the, apologize. The, to have to like to so like
0: put that rejoinder on it. I appreciate you saying that because I know I know two of the three people that wrote the AJC uh, opinion piece mm. about Oconee County, County Schools, know them relatively well, respect their opinion, really smart people. Um, and they were very careful not to not to be hyperbolic and they were very careful not to be shrill. Um, so I just wanted—I want to frame it that way. My wife and I reached the decision point that between emotional well-being and the, and the actual in-person instruction, um, the importance of that to our children's lives outweighed our conception of the risk. We did not enter that decision lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, we took the opportunity to talk to the school leaders. We took the opportunity to read every single piece of work like every single piece of thing that was put out by the school board um and could the school board done more sure they could mandate mask uh, and if 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 any of them if josh or jason branch had asked me what was something we could I said mandate mask we'll worry about the governor later mandate mask but he didn't ask me but we made our voice known in that way but the reality is i think the schools do, the schools are doing everything they can we talked about before we started recording I I was at Oconee County Middle School um, for Meet the Teacher Thursday for Meet the Teacher today. Ninety five plus percent of the people I saw had a mask, uh, which is a stunning number uh, in Oconee yeah. County. It just is, yeah. and there. I mean, I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. It just no, is, I, um, which which tells me that that messaging is getting through. Speaking of, I, I met one of our listeners, Julie Moon, who right. writes several times. I've uh, written us several times. She came by the came by the table and said, "Hey." But so I say all that to say that there are you never hope you're wrong right about the health of your kids and we agonized over it mm-hmm. we really did but the but the reality is it's like there are there's there are some things we can do to help protect our kids our kids will wear masks our kids and we've been clear like you your goal is to stay away from people being dumb. Exactly. Right? And if you see a bunch of kids who think it's funny to breathe on each other or think it's funny, whatever, walk away from them. Period. Period. Right? And, and go ahead, please. Oh, and it's like, so, and you're going to follow the distancing rules. You're not going to, we're, we're just going to be careful. Like, look, I have two kids in Oconee County High School Band. My youngest daughter made the softball team hey, at the school, right? She's playing softball, right? And there are, I mean, that means she's going to be traveling to Jackson County Schools. And to Oglethorpe County Schools and to Morgan County Schools to play softball, right? Uh, and that's going to happen over the next six weeks. But maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but starting August twenty first. Um, but the there is also real and definable harm that they are suffering because they aren't seeing their friends, because they aren't in an school environment, and they aren't able to they aren't enabled in, in to socially engage and otherwise have the, the development that they would have if they were not in person school. Um, but we, I mean, it was a tough call for us, but we just decided it was the right thing to do. And God forbid, it turns out to be the wrong decision. But at, at this point it feels like the, the, the best one we could have made.
1: Yeah. Know? I think Scott? all three of my kids in their own special way came up to Jennifer and me weeks ago saying like, look, we'll do whatever we have to do. And we won't even shake hands or high-five our friends. We just want to see them. We want to go back and, and and try this school thing again because as much as we did well at the homeschooling and I thought Oconee did as good a job as they could and we did as good as parents home homeschooling our kids, they feel like they're missing out. They understand the risks. They're, they're watching the news. I don't hide anything from them. You know, We understand that we have some relatives that might be immunocron- immunocompromised, and we've been taking steps for that. But the thing that came to me where I had kind of a, a calming about it was realizing that this is something that we agreed to as a family. We all agreed very similar to Tony. It's almost like Tony's just speaking what I'm speaking. Um, they're going to wear their masks all the time. They're totally cool with it. I have 100%. They are cool masks. 98%. Yeah, they're cool masks. and they're 98% certain that they will follow through with it. Sure. Walker told me today, he was like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. If I need to catch my breath, I'm going to like turn to the corner Mm -hmm. and duck it down and take, and I was like, look, you know, that's what Walker Walker has a cool gator, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, and by the way, uh, these gators that go around your neck, I've done the bandana thing because I was, I was anti-surgical mask. That was me. I wanted to do the bandana and I tied the bandana for months and then jennifer bought these uh gators that are you know it's kind of like what you wear when you're fishing and they they stay so much better they look cool and they you know that was the big the big uh, catalyst for the the boys especially when they saw that they could wear these and they were comfortable and they knew that they weren't you know gonna have to fiddle with uh, the the face diaper that is what jack calls them huh. um you know i was like hey well i'm we're comfortable with it but yeah i think that I was just really heartened today when I when I saw all the teachers taking such care and the the way the desks are blocking you from getting to people and you know, Keith Carter was there and he was reassuring everybody and I don't know how it's gonna go and and God forbid somebody gets sick or really sick, but you know, I've also just my own personal belief. I realize that this virus isn't going anywhere. I'm gonna do the best I can to protect myself and my family and I'm gonna stay away from people that aren't doing it. The way I would, but I'm not going to shame somebody, and I'm also going to try to live my life as the safest way possible.
2: Um, okay. First off, face diaper was my nickname in college. Face, face diaper? diaper. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, secondly, um, for the record, again, I live in Clark County, so I'm in a different place than you guys. Right. Uh, we are not only are going virtual; we are postponed a month. Hmm. All sorts of issues going on. I so it's, it's
1: not going virtual till a month from now.
2: It, correct. We don't start until beginning of September. And the idea is that they're training the teachers to be able to do virtual. Uh, and for whatever – for what it's worth, um, um, you know, for those of you that live – there are parents in – I'm going to do a, a pitch for my wife's uh, group. Uh, for those of you that live in Clark County and are, are part of the public school system uh, and are either frustrated by what's going on or would like to have more of a voice – Uh, There is a Facebook group called the athens Clark County Parents uh, where they are trying to get some more accountability and uh, more of a push. Not a push to get back to in-person schooling, but, for example, Fulton County, which is going entirely virtual, uh, as many many of you know. But one of the things that's really nice about Fulton County is their superintendent, who is a very impressive person, by the way, um, has put together an actual chart. It says when Athens, excuse me, when Fulton County gets to this level of infection, down to this level, we will start doing one day a week, and then two day a week. And when they get here, we'll be back to full instruction. That is actually all we want from Clark County. If we can get something like that, we will be perfectly happy with it. For what it's worth, if Clark County were opening like Coney is right now, I would uh, be doing exactly what you guys are doing. And uh, just to be clear. And uh, but that said, um, I also understand that not everyone would do that. I also one of the frustrations that Clark County parents have had is that they never got the option that you guys got. Yeah. That uh, was floated to us, and then they changed their minds, and uh, in a frustrating way. But that's why we're trying to do something positive, positive. and we're trying to become let parents have more of a voice in this and uh, be a part of it, and and more to the point, have a specific plan, and also, frankly to watch you guys, to watch you guys and see what happens with you and see if like, and, and to me, this is, this is why we got started on this is the question of what can you handle? What can you handle? And to me, that is the question. If you, uh, cause I, this, I, this is what started the question. If a teacher at your school tests positive, do you think they should shut down the school? And that is a very tough question. I'm not going to put you on the spot to answer, but that is a super tough question. And that question right there is going to depend is going to, is going to dec- decide how schools keep going, whether there's college football, whether whether, whether there's students on campus, whether there everything ends up going virtual and they send everybody home. That is the question because what this is the difference. This is what I mean about baseball. Baseball, right? and it's why I brought Rudy Gobert. In March, a guy tested positive, and you shut everything down right. and Freaked get it all over out. Yep. Now someone tests positive, and you're like, "Okay, well, let's figure this out. Let's put them in there in their hotel rooms for a while. Let's put this over here. Let's have distancing. Let's do all that." Now, to be fair, things are actually much worse now in America than they were in March. And specifically in our area, they're much worse than they were uh, in March, which has to be accounted for. But to me, that is the question: Why people? Why schools across the country are watching Georgia right now, and, and it, it affects college sports? And it, because the idea is, if you can handle someone getting sick, or and you just you go through it, because you are under the belief, like you're talking about, Tony, that in-person schooling is so important. That I and listen. This is one of the things that's frustrating for me is to hear people say, "Well, come on, you just go stay inside and let the and and you got to stay inside." And the government should be writing a check on this. For record, I do think they should be doing that, but they're not. So, more to the point, I as a forty-four year, I'm forty-four years old. If a year of my life goes by and not that much happens, it's really not a big deal. I'm forty-four years old. I've had there's I've been had forty-three good, good ones. Yeah, I've had some good years. I'm going to have a crap one every once in a yeah. while. My kids are in the third and first grade. Like that is a long time for them to be shut up in a room away from their friends, and it's not good. Like it's the I. There have been many times I've wished that my kids were ten years older or five years younger, and this would be so much easier. But they're not. They're at the exact point where they need to be around kids, and they need to. So this is why I would have made the decision that you guys would have made uh, in that situation. But the fact that I have it leads to that question that. I guarantee you your school system is going to have to figure out the one that Clark has Clark and Fulton have decided they do not want to figure out which is what happens if someone tests positive because it's going to happen because yeah. it's going to happen and it and the question is can can they ha- are they willing to write it out and if and I I'm not making a value judgment whether they should or whether they shouldn't but that is the question about school about college sports about pro sports, about all of it. If it turns out there's an outbreak on a team, and they're like, you know what, we're going to keep going. Say what you will about my Rob Manfred, much can be said, but he is like, I'm sticking. I'm, we're going to keep playing. We're going to keep playing until you know, I physically cannot do it, do it anymore. And I respect that. And 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 we'll see. And this is I wrote a piece for New York Magazine a couple of months ago about the only thing that would stop sports is if someone died. Yeah. If someone died, in a baseball player died from getting COVID, they would shut it down.
1: So what do you think about that Illinois uh, computer science and uh, analyst that projected four to seven college football players would die if they played the season?
2: I think that's, that, that strikes me as... Um, I understand the math he's using on that. I've talked to my editor, David Wallace-Wells, about this, who has done a lot of studies on a similar thing. He's, I talked to him specifically about that study. Uh, that seems high to him. Frankly, one is prob- I think one would shut it down. To be oh honest. yeah, I think I think would, one yeah. would shut it down, and I think one would shut down baseball. I think one would shut down the NFL. I yeah. honestly do. Yeah, uh, someone dying from it, and and uh, and I just think one would shut it down. I think someone like Major League Baseball has been playing for 150 years, and one player has ever died uh, from something that happened to him on the field. Yeah, like it would be if and someone died right, from. Oh, it,
0: Four or five or six, somewhere in there. What's that? Right, oh four, oh five, oh six. It was Ray Chapman. Ray Chapman was hit by Carl Mays way oh, yeah. back in the yeah. day, yeah. like nineteen twenties. Was it twenties?
2: Okay. Yeah, and so someone dies. That's I think that will shut it down. But otherwise, if you're willing to plow through, and maybe you're not, and maybe you are, but to me, that's the question about sports. That's the question about schools. That's the question about businesses. That's the question about all of it. And I think what sports were hoping is that, and frankly, obviously, schools were hoping, was that things would be better now than they are. So we're going to find out. But like that, that question right there, are you okay with having school go on for your kids if someone that teaches your children, or is it someone close to someone that teaches your children, is test positive, test positive? Are you okay with going with that? You don't have to answer that question, but that is the essential question for sports, for football, for, for schools, and everything. And we'll find out. And uh, and will everyone handle this the way that Rob Manfred handles it? Which is, isolate him plow forward, we're playing baseball. He's had several opportunities to shut down the season. Oh, yeah. And he has yeah. taken none of them. Yeah. And uh, so I think that if everyone has that kind of will... Well, you
1: saw a Coon are getting hot. Yeah, Bat,
2: so. <laughs> um, but I mean, again, for crying out loud, the Braves. I mean, Marquez was going to get out. Freeman was really bad there at the beginning of this. There was no team that was hit harder than the Braves, mm-hmm. and they plowed through it, and they're still going. And so we'll see. To me, but that is the fundamental question of all of this: Can you handle it? Yeah. Can you handle it? And uh, the, I don't think there's
0: a right answer. Yeah, it's not great. news tonight for the Braves. Apparently, Soroka tore his. Achilles on the pitch. Really, play. he throws Achilles. Yeah, yeah no, it didn't look great. Oh, I got a text from Buddy, and it's like,
1: you know, I think he was having problems slipping on his last start. What was, was, was that yeah, Newcomb? I don't know. He had to be. I don't remember. Off. Wow. Right. He
0: he he basically turned to run to first base, fell down, and couldn't get oh. off. So, oh my gosh, not great. So, um, let's play a little game. Okay. Let's, uh, and I definitely want to talk about the. I definitely want to talk about the
1: schedule. Yes. Because
0: there, there are two interesting points about the schedule. First off, speculating who we're going to play.
1: But there's really only two
0: teams are speculating. Right. And then the second is speculating who Florida plays because, look, this thing is going south for Dan Mullen in a hurry because <laughs> <laughs> he had the schedule working in his favor a bunch. Right? I think there were a ton of Florida uh, homers, not Florida homers, people that were really shilling on Florida because of Georgia's schedule. Right? Georgia had to go to Alabama. By the way, if you want the opening gate, you want, you, want, you want the prohibitive favorite to be CBS's first game on September 26th. Georgia and Alabama. I mean, I think it's going to be the signature. If they play, yeah. it's the signature yeah. game of the week. Yeah. It's the you're it's, back.
2: It's where we're back.
0: It is. It's a, the I, we're back game. If I had also I had to put money on A uh, 8 p.m., right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Make that game in prime time. Make it a deal. Make it a deal. Um. So let's say it's the September 26th. <laughs> that would be a really fun. Yeah, it would say. be fun. <laughs> let's say it's September 26th. Mm. Somebody offers you tickets. We're playing, say, LSU. LSU in Sanford. You're going to be part of 20,000 people. You go? Yes. My answer to that is yes. I would, probably would not
2: there's
1: take plenty it. of room to spread out.
0: I mean, yeah, but would you? That's see, that's the real question. Yeah, because I know myself, right? First off, there's no tailgating,
1: so you tailgate at your house and then drive on over there.
0: Yeah, well, my daughter would drive me over there, right? But, um, <laughs>
1: yeah, so there's there's it's check
0: one right practical. there. Practical. Um, so I keep going back and forth about this. I think I would go. I think I would go.
1: Absolutely, I, would I go.
0: have. I've really struggled with it. I really do. I tend to think that I would go, um, uh, with a couple of provisos. Which is, the first is the person I'm going with understands that if they want to go get in the, on the fifty yard line and pack down clothes, I'm just not doing that. Right. Right. The second is is like the first time some jack leg gets up behind me and starts yelling, and and I'm where I'm supposed to be. It's going to be ugly. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be rude about it originally, but I'm like, come on, man. Look, there's, it's, a 92,000 They're Trying to improve
1: seat their
2: statement.
0: seats. I don't care. You can improve your seats all you want. Just don't do it Don't do it in my space. And I would, that, for the record, that feels like something that Georgia... I think they only, would control that. I think they
1: have an obligation to do so. Yeah, they would put the seat backs, and that's where you're sitting.
0: Well, they, you, you, you say that, but... Yeah, that's what I mean. I think they would actually
1: need someone to enforce
0: it. Right. Yeah, yeah we say that, but we've seen plenty of instances over time where Georgia yeah. doesn't necessarily strictly enforce seating.
1: Well, and then you're going to have to enforce seating by the whatever percentage of people that say there's 20,000 people there, how many people have imbibed too much? And then there's the question of, do you let them in where typically you, of course you would, but can you, but but you get a ticket in six Oh
0: four row 47. Are you going to stay up there? Yeah, I'm going to take pictures and yeah, sit up there. Okay, and well, yeah. You would, and yeah. I would, yeah. <laughs> but not everybody. Is. Yeah, right. I can't ask you two this question because we have an inveterate rule follower and a photographer. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I, but the, your your question, you know, a lot of this comes down to, and I know we're getting off of football a little bit here, but, but this is football, right? This I know, is, but like for example, I of all the things I'm worried about with the coronavirus, oh. for me, if I were to go to a game, for example. Uh, after that game, I would probably just keep my distance
0: from people for like a week or so and make sure everything's cool. Yeah. Oh, and, I thought you
1: were going to say you were going to burn your clothes or something like that.
0: No. What, <laughs> if we beat Alabama, I'm, burn, I'm wearing those clothes the rest of the yeah, year. I say, those, are, those, are, those are permanent. Those I'm are confused. hallowed clothes.
1: So, so, Tony, let's let's map out the schedule, okay? If we can, like, and I'm sure you've got an idea. So, first first off, I'd like to I'd like to know will Georgia be playing? Arkansas at home, and then at Mississippi State. Like everybody initially thought, or are they going to do strength of schedule? <laughs>
0: okay, so so okay. If you haven't been paying attention, the original thought was the SEC because it's easy. Right, just grabs the next two opponents. Right, um, we'll worry about what happens with those two opponents in twenty one. Right, but yeah. ne- gra- the next two West opponents are Mississippi State and Arkansas. <laughs> Friends, <laughs> the next two opponents for Florida are Texas A and M and Auburn. <laughs> You wanna talk about a swing in scheduling, right? Because they 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 have LSU, that's it.
1: I thought they were play they were scheduled to play Alabama.
0: Oh no. Texas Bama Bama and Alabama and, Yeah, Bama and yeah. Alabama. That's right, Bama. Because Auburn and doesn't,
1: LSU. doesn't scare me. Yeah.
0: Well, if you're Florida they do. But yeah. so um I, my guess is is they will try to do some sort of balanced scheduling thing. By the way, the hardest job in America right now is the scheduler for SEC. For it's just you were talking about death threats. That guy has zero, or the woman has zero chance. <laughs> but for, see, isn't that a reason just to do the next two teams? That we're supposed I would. To be? It, it is. It is. But but that's not. It, there, you got plausible deniability. There are a lot and of. You're like, hey, it's time my hands are tied. I, there are I, a lot of arguments why you you don't do that though, which is there's a world where if there's if there's if there's eight teams, SEC is probably virtually guaranteed of getting absent some weirdness, getting two teams in the college football playoff. If there's twelve or sixteen, you can get three. Especially if you get you get they the, ain't playing they, sixteen playoff teams.
2: There's no way they not enough time. There's not enough time between the the. I, you know, I agree with
0: you, but you, we don't you, don't. you you you, can't make, schedule, dude, you underestimate. Dude, you underestimate Bill Hancock Craven. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but also. you can't schedule with that as a possibility. I guess, that's and right. uh, I, I I think f- they know it's a deep state fake um, <laughs> or something. So uh, you bring up a good question, though. I think. If I had my money, I would say they're going to do because of what what makes the most sense and, and benefits Georgia the least is doing a, doing some <laughs> yeah. sort of uh, scheduling thing where they have uh, to play
1: LSU. And yeah, they play LSU and A and M
0: all on the road. Um,
1: <laughs> well, see, I've already I've, I kind of have a hang up on the fact that they're saying no, they're going to play Georgia, Florida, and Jacksonville, and then Georgia's is only going to have four chances to play at Sanford. I I, I mean, this is the, like Will said, it's the weird year. Bring it here, and it's no,
0: Georgia. It's a, Georgia will get a fifth. Uh, uh, they'll get will get a fifth home game. Because we already got four we already have four home games scheduled. So For one SEC, of those actually no. Oh game.
1: yeah, but yeah, Arkansas, like say Arkansas comes comes here, that's only four because the fifth is the Florida game. Oh that's right, the Florida game, yeah. Right, 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 right. So it'd yeah. be four and six. Yeah. Well, four, one, and five.
0: Yeah. Right, which right. gets back to which gets back to the question I originally asked. Like, if you have a chance to see this team, like I mean, so, you know, uh, our friend our friend, Robert in Charlotte, he uh, said, so I can throw in my helmet schedule now. I was like, no, you hang on to it. It's a collector's edition. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, we, we one day might pine back for the times when, like, is, we had ULM scheduled uh, September 26th.
1: So I guess another thing they're going to have to figure out is the equity that we've paid in for our tickets for six games. Are they going to refund just a portion, or what donation? about our donation?
2: <laughs> for the record, I was originally under the idea that, like, hey, it's a
0: donation. Your it's do- a donation. Thank you. It's- I don't think that will fly. No. I don't well, think- I mean, the donation side, yeah. The contribution harm the Hartman Fund? Yeah, you're, you're not seeing that. Uh, I think that's going to be hard for people to swallow, to be honest. unless, unless I can you-
2: ha- I, That, to me, seems a way... Like, if they really wanted to be cutthroat, that's what they would do. They'd be like, I'm sorry, you, it's a don, It's a non-charitable donation. We never connected. The problem with that is that just anger, that's going to anger so yeah. many people moving forward.
1: It, now, now, if they said, hey, you know what, we're going to keep it, but you don't have to make your donation next year. Okay, that's fine.
2: Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, that's they're they're not doing that, doing that, that case, either. just give it back to you now. Yeah, give it back to you now, <laughs> yeah. right. um, And
0: But it does, it does bring up an interesting question. I mean, look, I don't think, I think if you were to rank... Coaches. It's it's hard to see it's so hard to, to predict this year in particular, like I think all hot seat talk is off. Right. I mean, oh, yeah, I I guess yeah. if Vanderbilt goes 0 10, <laughs> they'll fire Derek Mason. Um how do you fire like all I'm a new here. coach? Like how right. could you fire? Yeah, who's take it? Drink over Wits a Drinkwits or drinkle drinkwits. Lane Kiffin. Oh, yeah. See, uh, Kiffin, I Lecce feel hire. like, whatever, he'll scrap together. Oh, they'll figure it with, out, right? But Drinkwich? Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he's been a head coach for two years. Yeah, and like never, Before obviously. This. yeah, yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. That's going to be a bad situation for them.
0: Yeah. And it's Missouri, too, which yeah. you're a, a paddling uphill. I mean, it was all the run, run I mean yeah, there were a lot of paddling people. Paddling upstream. A lot of people questioning the hire in the first place.
2: Right. And now, yeah, we'll yeah. see. But, you know, that's the thing is, so you're asking, would you go to a game if you had the opportunity? Well, I mean, that's
0: the that's the,
2: I guess the original. if they give our give our season tickets, that's mm-hmm. the question. If they give our ticket, like I I I would be surprised if they how many how many tickets are there total with you and I Scott? six six, and I think I would assume uh-huh. what they would do in something like that is I don't know mm-hmm. where you are level wise, but if you had maybe they would give you. Four, and then you could stay together in your little bubble seats together. Right. Right.
0: My seat bubble. So there, there, there are two ways. There are two schools of thought on this that I've heard. The first is they're just going to basically say we got twenty thousand tickets. Here's our line. If you, if, if you're at the top level, if you're McGill Society and you got six tickets, you're getting six tickets. Right. If you're you know, you're, you know, Hartman, you have enough Hartman points to get four tickets, and you're above, what, 94,000 points or whatever it is, you get your four tickets. The other way of looking at it is like, we want to spread it around, right?
1: Yeah, they're going to have to have some students. Oh, yeah, there'll be
0: students in the stadium. I yeah. think there would. I mean, look, my preference would be football players are around students anyway. Fill it up with students. I love the idea. So basically, you've got your student
2: section, you've got your band, and they're all crammed together, and then the rest of the
0: stadium is socially distanced? Uh, don't be surprised to see that.
2: Woo! Boy. Don't be surprised
0: a, to see that. That would be something. And, and that gets to other things. Like, there's no chance the students are going to... The students aren't sitting at 300 level. They're going to be down at the 45-yard line. I got to tell you, man.
2: The more and more I talk about this stuff, it feels like the answer... Always comes down to no fans. Like I gotta tell you, like every single time this
0: discussion comes up, it seems
2: absolutely
0: absurd. No, no, we get we get to we get to September fifth, a month from now, right? We get to September fifth, and numbers are trending down. There's no chance they're going to put fans in the stadium. They're still going up. Well, if they're still going up, there's no season. <laughs> I <laughs> like, I'm not there either, Will. Yeah, I'm not there.
2: I'm not there either. But. So, but yeah, you know, but we I, talked about this in the last podcast, right? right? Like the yeah. idea that like you don't actually have to be better than when it's bad. No, you, you, have, you have to be, be better than, than, than yesterday. yesterday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, there. I don't think anybody's benefited more from uh, benefited less from this than the Dan Mullen, right? Because I think a lot of people are buying Florida for two very important reasons. The first is not very important. Two easy reasons. The first is they have a quarterback coming back who did really well against some weight competition in Kyle Trask. Um, the second is that their schedule set up real nice for them. Mm-hmm. LSU at home. I'm sorry, that's the whole tweet. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, and Georgia and Jacksonville, right? right? All they have to do, because Georgia, I mean, people basically were counting on Georgia to lose to Alabama, right? Yep. It still could happen. They were actually counting on Georgia to lose some combination of Florida, Auburn, I guess that's what they're counting on because at that point, all you have to do is not lose to Georgia and Jacksonville. Is your Florida? Well, I, first off, I don't, I'm not, it's it's like a flip from 2005. I don't, that's not something I can count on anymore. Um, and the second part is like, I'm still not, I'm still not balled in on Kyle Triask. I mean, he's a good quarterback, but I he also lost of his top four receivers and his tight end, probably the best, second best tight
1: end in the nation. Well, and Kadarius Tony and Jacob Copeland, yep. are about to opt out, and they're going to opt out,
0: right? So that I think that makes Kyle Trask a lot more uh, Nick Fromm than Jake Fromm. <laughs> and um, but, but putting all that aside. Um, wow.
2: I know. I, I realize I'm still in the pandemic because I realized, like, oh man, right, the Jake Fromm thing happened. That was bad.
0: <laughs> that was, like I hadn't thought that was, about that, that for a while. It was like four years ago. Yeah, right? I mean, he right. and Hudson like, Mason oh, played together. Oh right,
2: everybody hates
0: him now. Yeah, yeah that's been <laughs> the weirdest thing about all this. Is like, I had a conversation with somebody today about uh, something that happened at Oconee County Middle School on March the seventh. In my head, it was just like this thing that happened back,
1: like two years it was ago, two year,
0: long time ago. Yeah. That was the last thing that happened at the school. It was like, oh, it was yeah. a run, fun run. It was the last thing that happened at the school before we shut down. Right. Like, literally, it was the last thing that happened. I remember what it was. The, there was a Twitter thing. Post the last picture. Post, oh, yeah. Post the last picture you took pre-pandemic, yeah. right? And I went through and looked at my pictures, and I was in Savannah that week. And I was looking at the pictures, and I went back, like, right before. I was like, holy crap, that's the Brave run. It was like that weekend. And I remember talking to a buddy of mine who is... An ER doc at Phoebe Putney in Americas. Hmm. He's like, "It's bad down there." I was like, "Seriously?" He's like, "Oh, it's real bad." Yeah. He said, "I have to go to work Monday." He, he lives in Athens, but he goes down there. He said, "I already told my wife, don't expect me back for three weeks." I'm like, "Are you serious?" Like, "Oh, yes, yeah, real bad." And of course, it all blew up. Phoebe Putney, Americus, was the epicenter of mm-hmm. the outbreak in Georgia for five weeks. Yeah, that was the all that's yeah. all been here, right? So, um, yeah, it, it's just. It is it is weird to think about stuff that happened in you know we call it both the before time yeah it was really just four months ago and before we like I mean, get the, hey before we get all like wistful about it and we're like I can't wait till blah 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 four months from now December nineteenth guys mm. <laughs> so yeah. let's uh
1: this no it's
0: November nineteenth yeah. holy cow no it's December is it let's yeah. see so, August September October November
1: so I wrote down some so. questions just. Four.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess yeah,
1: yeah. I wrote down some questions for y'all just that popped into my head. Which, so okay. this should I, be. I have one last okay. thing I think we ahead. should talk about.
0: Oh, I hope it's about uh, Pinky Pingers Consortium because I hadn't worked that in yet. No, not yet. But
2: okay. I think we need to talk about the Pac-12 letter. Okay. Um, I think and I think it's a it's a it's just a huge college football story that's got to be discussed. Yep. And which is basically the a bunch of Pac-12 football players. It's not entirely certain. I know their names were on it, but it's also not like half of them. Like, you know, there's a lot of players well, there's that one.
1: Are, there's one guy that's a cross-country runner.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, I, I agree. But there's also some big names on that
1: list. Yeah, oh, Jevin, yeah. Like, Jevin Holland from Oregon.
2: Yeah, like there's, there's big names on that. And what was interesting about the letter, and as someone that is currently involved in a uh, public relations campaign involving the athens Clark uh, County Schools... Uh, there are a couple of things I understand that in the negotiation you shoot for the moon, but I think may have perhaps <laughs>
0: undercut their cause a little bit. Yeah. We're talking about the 50%, right.
2: The 50% thing is, and whatever. Okay, let's be clear. Here's what we're talking about. Uh, which is the first, like, mo- I would say.
1: you yeah, I wrote down what they requested. Okay,
2: please. Uh, and and, and uh, for the record, most of this to me is very reasonable. Absolutely. And also some of it is already being done.
1: Yeah. So they, so, they were saying that uh, to ensure safe play during COVID-19. I think that's a fair request right. that can be met. Uh, to fight racial injustice. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's going to be continued to be pushed forward. Uh, and that's a that's a very valid point. Um, to secure economic rights and fair competition, compensation. Yeah. To protect all sports, meaning like bring back the rowing for Stanford. Yeah. That, and then that. obtain long-term health insurance and then the 50%
2: the 50, there there are two things that were particularly dumb in there the 50% thing always gives give them the benefit of the doubt on that, that it's aspirational <laughs> sure. no 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 you don't get candy even that yeah for yeah it. like like i get that they seem to not understand what endowments <laughs> are yeah. that was like a major major issue with what they were talking about and that was the thing that really worried me is that cuz i actually feel like what they're doing is exactly what College athletes, I think, should have been doing a while ago.
0: They actually had more power last year.
2: Yeah, oh, that, that's been and Staples made that point in the Athletic today but the idea that like the time to do this is actually not when a when a school can be like, well, you know what, I, we're not playing football this right. year. We're not so, playing, uh, yeah, right, the time to do that was then, and maybe that happens next year. We'll see. There's a lot of things going on in the world, but the there was there were parts of it <clears throat> while I am um, uh, philosophically very much aligned with what they're trying to do. Uh, that were intellectually incoherent. And uh, one of those things was very much the idea of, uh, we want to split all the revenue, but we also... Distributed want all, evenly yeah. among
1: all athletes.
2: And you know, the, the, First, it was a 50-50 split. Right. And then there was a distributing among all these other sports through endowments and magic, through science and magic. Like, it just, <laughs> it was... And listen, I, that's what's frustrating about that letter to me is I think that's really powerful. It's powerful to see a lot of students all come together, a lot of co- college athletes who have more power than they realize and actually trying to do it. It also makes me feel like there were not enough. I'm sure there were some grown-ups in the room. There are perhaps not enough grown-ups in the room because it, it's very easy for an AD or a sc- school president to look at that endowment thing and be like, "like oh, these guys are not even serious. Right. Like, these guys are not serious. And it makes it easy to dismiss a lot of important stuff that they have to say and things that should be addressed. And I think that was, uh, I, I, it feels like, a, I think of it almost as Sputnik. Like, it's like the first, like, it's like the first little thing that you toss out. And you toss <laughs> out a rock out there and see how far you can get it. And then you'll get a little better, and then you'll like put a monkey on there, and then you'll put like maybe a dog, and then you'll feel comfortable putting a person out there. This is Sputnik. This is the first like, okay, let's try this thing. There's a lot of it that doesn't make sense, but if you think that you can dismiss what's happening... Because there are issues with their specific proposals, I think you're you're you a lot you a, you a long way uh, you had, you had, uh, what's the you, had, you had another thing coming. Yeah, well, a say. couple well, of
0: quotes. Well, Nick Rolovich at Washington State found that out right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he, and uh, for the record, like again,
2: we've talked about this before. Sorry, Scott. This is fine. why this is why Gundy and um, and Dabo keep screwing this up in a way that Oklahoma's coach. Riley, Lincoln Riley and Kirby and Saban have been so much smarter about this stuff. And listen, it's possible that a lot of that's theater. Like, they're recruiters. They're salesmen by nature. But, like, to me, the problem with the Washington State coach and the problem with Dabo is not so much that they're on the wrong side of this stuff, though I think they are. It's more that, like, you are not reading
0: the room, Mm -hmm. man. You are not smartly reading the room. Which is weird, considering they're such good living room recruiters, right? Yeah, that it's just like.
2: But Dabo's thing is, you know, he t- sells his experience, right? Like, like you come from nothing, do what I did. I was a walk-on that worked myself up to this point. he's like, the thing about the thing about Dabo is he actually believes this,
1: shit.
2: <laughs> and that is, that's what's going to get him in the yeah, long run. Probably that's what's right. going to get him. In so, the
1: long what run. do you think, um, Valentino Del Toso? If I'm pronouncing that, he's a redshirt senior from Cal, he's an offensive lineman, honorable mention, Pac-12, so he says, he was quoted in this article saying, they rely so heavily on us to bring in this money and we don't see a penny of it. End of the day, this is about money, and we've got to get paid. So, that was his quote. Now, I think that one good thing that might come out of this is it might speed up the name, image, and likeness. But, uh, then you've got the quote, the tweet that uh, Jevin Holland, the cornerback from Oregon, said, he says, we're not your entertainment. We're human beings. We don't know the long-term risks. We have no idea how it's going to affect our body, regardless if we show symptoms or not. I refuse to put my health at risk for someone else's benefit. Um, you know, my, my initial thought to that is like, you know, wow, he put a lot of thought into that tweet. But uh, if you're thinking about concussions and the fact that people do pay, and it is entertainment... Um and you know he can say this because he's going to be a first round draft pick so he could just opt out and then go on to the NFL.
2: I mean we, we I mean to me like one of the many things about the pandemic that has happened is it has exposed fault lines uh, in oh, American yeah. culture and I feel like this is a big one and that's why again for the record I think I've said this before in this podcast I it seems insane to me that. Uh, uh, I heard when we came in here uh, You were playing with your sons yeah. And they were actually discussing this exact idea mm-hmm. of, And you asked a key question to them That uh, um, Them not being experienced Hot take havers right. uh, Did not Practicing. have one ready uh, But you asked them what's changed What's changed Why throughout the history of college football Has a scholarship been enough And why is that not enough now And to me the answer remains What it has always been for the last 10 years there is a F-ton amount of money in this game that were not there 15 years ago. And so, to me, the problem with the Pac-12 thing is they they didn't understand the macroeconomics of all of these things. Which, you can't say, we deserve to get paid, and also all the other sports should exist. That's just... And they should all get paid as well. That's not... Like, just, that's just, that's not in the financial universe before the pandemic, cost so people so much money. It's definitely not one now. Right. But if you can focus and say, you know what, yeah, we bring a ton of scoop money to this university, and we're not necessarily, to me, the larger thing is I was actually more interested by that Washington Post story about the SEC players mm-hmm. talking to Sankey, mm-hmm. and Sankey, frankly, not having the best answers to some of their questions that to me is more interesting long term than the pack 12 players who i think are 65 percent of the way there but maybe hurting their cause with the other 35 percent yeah okay questions
1: yes um questions that i wrote down oh l- let me let me first no let me do that after i'm gonna we got a couple twitter questions but i just wanted to ask y'all uh just real quick answers on this tony and will I know I brought this up earlier, but will Georgia-Florida be played in Jacksonville at a neutral field, or will Georgia get a home game?
2: Oh, it's in Jacksonville. Okay. I agree.
1: Okay. Um, Big, will... 12,
2: by the way, Big 12 just announced that they are doing a schedule with one non-conference game.
0: <laughs> ACC's kind of team. It's got to be in the same state, though. Yeah. Oh.
1: oh. Well, bus Virginia, no. That, that won't work either.
0: Also, it's kind of weird
2: that West Virginia is doing okay with the coronavirus. I, I, I they just trying, aren't
1: reporting. <laughs> yeah, I, right.
2: I was just kind of assuming. It's hard to look at West Virginia and be like, "Oh yeah, they got a lot of people
0: on top of stuff." The and mountains although, are blocking the signal. Fair, to be fair, apparently smoking does help you in this situation. So <laughs> if you've ever been to West Virginia, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't bur- at me. Maybe maybe the fumes of burning a couch. Yeah, uh, a couch, are yeah. perhaps uh, yeah. Okay. if you got comments at. Celebrity hot tub. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> will uh, will ULM and East Tennessee State will they get paid? Eventually, you think so? Because Georgia's not playing them and they don't we'll have reschedule
2: their reschedule those games. Yeah, I, I I would guess what will happen is they will reschedule the games and they will get an amount that is not a full amount what they were going to get, but enough to get them through a rainy uh,
0: snowy winter. Yeah, I and this was Polly. I, I think I said this last podcast. Pollyanna should be to think this. There was an opportunity for Georgia to make a lot of hay. Look, we. Georgia has a huge, huge surplus in athletics. Georgia was the third, fourth most profitable athletic department in athletics last year. Um, second in the conference behind Texas AM. We got $600,000 to give to. ULA. I would have liked them to have been like or East, or yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got $600,000 to give to East Tennessee. And we got whatever it was, 1.2 to give to ULM, right? I get why you don't do it because that that money is your money, but um, I just I just thought that was something we could do.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was interesting. the McGarity press conference, he actually put that on Josh Brooks. He
0: actually yeah. specifically mm, yeah, put on, it yeah
2: on Josh. Well, it's Josh's, it yeah. Josh's
0: thing, dude. It's Josh's
2: thing. But he's a Monroe guy too. He's a Louisiana guy, yeah. so like that that yeah. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that like. Oh yeah, Josh is on that. He's got to figure that out. And for the record, I, as I said before, I'm Josh's friend. But like that was a weird, that was a weird thing to put on a public podcast because I think that's a huge, huge question for all of these schools. Yeah. Is so what? To me, the the good thing to do is what you're talking about. Yeah, you just pay it, and or whatever the opt out is. I yeah. mean, they're, all these contracts have opt out. Or you say, you know what, we're going to give you a quarter of it to get you through this, right? But we're going to reschedule the game down the line. You're yeah. going to get your full price. Yeah. yeah. That seems to be the right thing to do. We'll see what they actually yeah.
1: do. So will Georgia have to play back-to-back in Atlanta versus Georgia Tech because this year are they going to – are we losing a home game because we I, I canceled just think
0: the – we'll I think we'll pick up – I think we'll pick up next – Well, back-to-back, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, look, and that's I, fine? I, I, it's fine with me. I Wait, so you think they'll play at Georgia Tech next 20, year, twenty yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Look, I – my my problem with the current scheduling is not that we had to play Auburn back to back. Is that we now the home the home schedule sucks every other year. Yeah, because we don't have it just well, doesn't that, work out. That's but that
1: out. takes me into my next question, which I heard Jeff Dantzler talking on the radio saying now is the time to fix the scheduling, especially with the Tennessee and Vanderbilt being the same year. Yeah, because of this upheaval,
0: it's a it's a great point, and Jeff makes a good point. There is that. If we're just going to take the schedule and shake it all up, right? All right. Well, let's 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 okay. Let's let's fix the Auburn mess and let's fix. But the I mean, are they taking the schedule and shaking it all up? Well, that's a good point, point. and that's why I think um, that's why I think we're in a situation where, I mean, I think we all agree that Georgia Georgia Alabama plays September twenty sixth in Tuscaloosa, right? So. When you look at the rest of the schedule, God, it's gonna be. I just want that game to happen. So yeah, you know, we're supposed to have we'll have we'll have an open date on the twenty sixth. So we'll play a SEC team. We'll have Vandy here, Auburn here. Then we go to Missouri. October twenty fourth is currently an open date. Uh, Florida at South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, then Georgia Tech. So presumably, they would add in you know a team who trying to think it would not be Mississippi State because they played the Egg Bowl that last week it wouldn't be Arkansas because they play A&M yeah that who last would
1: Georgia's week. last opponent be
0: um so just look at the calendar and um, <coughs> it, it will play a game on the 8th the 7th 8th whatever it is right um, i don't i don't see a way we don't but um, was your dad
1: calling no i got
0: Mosquito bites. So, so I had
1: to text Jennifer. Oh, to give I'm, me not, some.
0: I'm not sweet enough to be bitten by mosquitoes.
2: I have to say, my wife, my wife and my kids never get bitten by mosquito bites,
0: and I just get destroyed. Really? I, it depends. They don't bother me much, but I'm just not sweet enough. Sorry, go ahead. So, but that also lends itself to thinking they're going to jump up the schedule, right? Because as it is, South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky have ACC crossover rival games on that last weekend. Pretty much everyone else plays... And in like the Iron Bowl is always that weekend of Thanksgiving, it's, yeah. and
2: that's uh, that's always like Arkansas, Missouri, Arkansas, I it Arkansas and M, or maybe Arkansas, yeah, I think I it's Arkansas, Ar- at
0: it's Arkansas yeah, Missouri, it's whoever Arkansas, it Missouri. yeah, whoever it is, right? Those games are those games are locked in. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to ask those teams to change, yeah. but or or maybe you have to. I don't know, but you, I think there will be some shakeup in the schedule when you look at Georgia's schedule as it was before a week ago. Um, I think the only two games that you can say with any 100% certainty will remain the same will be Alabama on the 26th of September in Georgia, Florida. Florida. That yeah. weekend, uh, uh, what is it, November 1st or 2nd or whatever that, that is? October 31st. Yeah. That's it.
2: I think that for the for what it's worth when the schedule is eventually released, which I think we would all assume would be in the next week or so. I assume
0: it's gonna be released tonight. Yeah, um, <laughs> editing. Well, <Scott's
2: right>. <laughs> I think it's uh, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a remote podcast or maybe we'll do this again, but I think a schedule breakdown. Oh, definitely. Even if it's wish casting. Oh, yes.
1: uh, I'm, I'm all for wish casting. Yeah. At which makes a good year. point.
0: We should probably we should probably get to mostly a weekly schedule or until we know we don't have football I th- let's see that schedule and see what happens All right, let's fine. see what happens
2: I feel like I, I mean that's, you're ta- football's I not until the end of all- September I want to talk to y'all more yeah. I agree if football were like I think we would definitely be on a weekly schedule if football were starting over Labor Day like I guess that's right
1: to, yeah but, uh, push another week alright we so let's get some Twitter questions uh Mark underscore J underscore Mathis. He says, how do you see Georgia and other schools balancing athlete privacy around COVID testing? When players test positive, everyone deserving HIPAA protection versus realities of contact tracing and undying thirst of media and fans for news.
0: Well, Georgia it real well. They haven't said anything. It's been remarkable actually how, uh, how quiet they have kept this.
2: Yeah. That is super hard to do. I I think
0: we have to, Assume there have been cases? There are
2: obviously have been cases. Right. And But you know, it speaks into, like, this is actually a thing in Illinois this week. Northwestern had one positive COVID test and on their team. Go Cats! And shut down workouts. Mm. The, Illinois yeah. that just released that they had, like, 16, and they never shut down workouts. Right. And, listen, uh, all that terrible person that's always uh, showing up on Twitter, uh, they'll let mm-hmm. him get it now so they can get, to the, uh, get it out of the oh, way. Oh, we're now to Clay Travis. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. for what it's worth, that is actually not entirely different than a lot of the ways coaches <clears> and athletic directors have actually handled this situation. I, we can all argue uh, or debate. I don't know how much debate there can be about it, uh, about whether it's the right thing to do. Uh, but I don't think there's any question that uh, – uh, it is the one of the weird incentives of college football coaches is you want them to get it now. Yeah, you want them to get you wanted actually you want them to get it a month ago.
0: So what you're saying is uh, go ahead and book L, uh, Illinois for the Big
2: Ten Championship. For, four, yeah. for the drive for. But of course, that's the difference between Northwestern shut it down. Illinois did not shut it down.
1: State uh, school versus private. State school versus private school. This is from uh, at what's his handle at run underscore Lindsay underscore run. Uh, I'm having a hard time getting excited about the proposed season for fear of it being canceled before it starts or ends. How confident are you that we can make it through a season and that the season will end in a playoff as normal?
2: I understand what he's asking. And this is actually what I'm talking about, right? Is this is why I'm not that invested in the Cardinals baseball season and that I want them to play and if they play, I will enjoy it and hope they win, and I hope they win the World Series and if they win the World Series, I will celebrate like I always did however, the way the world is at this particular point, I feel like every game is a gift and should be treated that way and this, this is a, I, I use the term dog's breakfast, but I think that's exactly what all of this is going to end up being so uh, we're just going to have to accept that Um, the goal is you know it's funny uh, one of the great jokes about uh, this week Illinois basketball Io Sumo and Kofi Coburn two NBA prospects both decided to come back to Illinois Instantly, college basketball prognosticators put them in the top five. They should Uh, be. (laughs) Jeff Goodman had the number six in the country. Uh, Matt Norlander had the number five in the country. Instantly, the best Illinois team in the last 15 years in a season that may not happen, Uh, which would be the most Illinois thing ever. (laughs) And so that's a debate I got to have with myself when I talk about this. Is that like, well, I want to get excited. But, like, how much do I hurt myself if I get excited for this and it doesn't happen? This is the question that we all got to figure out. This is what I've discovered because baseball went first. Is to be like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to treat this as nothing but upside. If my team plays, I'm going to enjoy the games in the micro and enjoy the individual games. If it turns out they go and win the World Series, yay. And if they don't win the World Series and things don't go the way I want... What a weird, crazy season this is. How, how mad can I be about this season being so crazy anyway? I mean, I think that's the way to think about it is get excited, but know it could go away if you can do – think of it as all upside. If it's it all upside, I think that's the healthy way to handle it.
0: I mean, I guess my way of looking at it is that – so first off, to answer Mark's baseline question – What's normal? I mean, <laughs> it is. Will we get to the end of? Will we get to the middle of January, the end of January, and have had a college football season where we also have a college football playoff and a national championship game? I'm probably 70-30 on that. That right? those things will happen. Those things will happen. Hmm. Seventy thirty. If, you, if you're asking me, does Georgia play 10 games, and does every SEC team play 10 games, and every Pac-12 team play 10 games, and there's a four-team playoff where the college football playoff committee selects the four best teams. Well, things are normal. Right. Where those two teams play in the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Uh, those four teams play the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl, and then, then those, those two team winners meet in Miami. No, ten percent at the very best, right? Because I think what what if you've been listening to the podcast, I think you're going to understand that realistically, we will be in a situation where some SEC teams play ten games, some play nine games, some play eight games, some play seven games, and there will be a decision that has to be made. Okay, if you only play seven games, are you eligible because let's say. Let's say Kentucky plays seven games. They win all seven. They're and 7-0. Well, Georgia plays 10. They're 9-1 and loses to Alabama. Do you put Kentucky no. in the SEC championship game? Right? But what I'm telling you is we just need
2: to... Ex- we need to... Ex- that's Only where I'm Only embrace the upside. Right. Don't
0: look at the downside. Right. The upside is that there are... You want games. that debate. But and, and this is where I was going with this. It's like, I hear what you're saying, Will. But part of part of what's really cathartic about this entire conversation is even though it's framed by the pandemic it's a very before times conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Right? It, it feels even though we're talking about pandemic shit, it is very before times because we're debating about sports not about masks not about schools not about whether we should shut down not whether we should reopen we're debating about sports and that's the part about it to me that is why well, I want to have another podcast Thursday, and mm-hmm. that but because it, it feels normal. It is normal to talk about these things, even if the framing device is not normal. Um, and I hope we can get to the point where we continue to get to be able to do that.
2: And yeah, you know, and 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 again, this is I would recommend to everyone. I literally just wrote about this very thing today about accepting of what this sports year is. And I feel like the first week of baseball kind of I'm like oh okay so it's just going to be a grab bag and you just take whatever you can get and and you, we can all have arguments about whether this year counts or whether a championship counts or so on but like one of the things I, I noticed even watching the NBA games is I actually like don't care whether LeBron James wins a championship or not. Yeah. Which is basically the central narrative of this entire season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And something I've been thinking about constantly up until the pandemic happened. And now I'm like, yeah, LeBron James is playing. All right, that'd be great if he does it, but it doesn't seem to matter as much. It doesn't mean that it won't be cool if it happens. I won't enjoy that it happens. You
1: hope the game is good and and entertaining?
2: But, like, I have found that the best way to, and everyone's making their own things to figure out in the pandemic, And with all the suffering and all the stakes of everything. To me, I'm treating sports in a way... I've frankly never treated sports before, which is it's all upside.
0: Yeah, it's It's not not outcome-oriented anymore.
2: Because if Georgia doesn't win the national championship this year... You're going to get, if they win it this year, all you're going to hear from people forever is, well, no, you yeah, won it in the dog's
0: breakfast year." And I'm going to be like, suck it, Florida. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, and to me, I won't care. I won't yeah. care about those people. But like, if
2: Georgia doesn't win it, I'll be able to say, yeah, yeah it's but that was kind year. of a weird year that didn't it." <laughs> and so to me, that's the, that is the way to treat sports this year is it's all the fact that it is happening. It's all upside.
0: So, a great way to look at this is like, so I do CrossFit. We've, we've talked about this before. So, it is no surprise to anyone that I am usually the last person done, had the lowest score, whatever it is. About every three weeks, for whatever reason, it's the right combination of movements where I just kill it. It's like, it is like the perfect combination of air squats, um, you know, like dumbbell squats push-ups or whatever it is that just like I kill it and um that that the that that every three weeks is why it keeps me going back because the between 10 and 15 days that I work out otherwise it just sucks their results they help me right and if this is a year where their results and they help me fine but if Georgia wins the national championship I killed it that yeah. day Go yeah right mm-hmm. go crazy yeah. Um, and if not, if it's, not okay cause it's, it's okay because so it's okay yeah, because like, we got to work out. And and you know
2: we have talked, and I feel like this is kind of an important point because we have talked so much on this podcast about the certain psychology of Georgia fans, of the <laughs> idea yeah. of if he doesn't win a, if Kirby don't win the championship, he's going to be under it and he's going to be trouble. And like maybe this will be good for us to have a year where there's just nothing but upside? Because if Georgia doesn't win the national champion this, championship this year, I don't know how any reasonable or even, frankly, unreasonable person could look at Kirby Smart and say, why didn't you win us a championship this year? The fact that it's like yelling at a dog for walking poorly on its back legs. What's impressive is that it happened at all. <laughs>
0: like,
2: like What's impressive is that this is something that they can, they can actually play. And I feel like maybe if we can shift ourselves into the mindset, not not forever, but in the mindset that, like, you know what? Everything is bonus this year. Yeah. Everything is positive and and I, it's really helped me wrap my mind around the what's happening in sports right now and frankly wrap my mind around the fact that, like, the one thing I always counted on from sports is that they would happen Right, like it's never. Well, you didn't even count
1: on it. It was just a fade. Yeah, exactly. Of like, I, right. it,
2: sports disappoints me, or it elates right. me, or whatever it does. But you know, it's going to happen.
0: Cincinnati is going to play
2: sometime around April first. Yeah, something's going to happen. There's NBA going to finish in July, right. and so and uh, you structure your life around it. You structure your schedule around it. Now I find myself being like, okay, is there a game? Mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy the game. And is Georgia going to play football this year? If Georgia plays football this year and doesn't win the national championship, I really don't think people are going to be that angry. And they have been angry the last couple of years. And Fire. I think that that is a step in – I think that's a way to look at it because no one's going to blame anybody for not winning a national championship this year. Unless he runs a bad even,
1: fake pun again or something. Yeah,
2: who even knows what a national championship is going to be this year? Nothing but upside. Think of it that way. Yeah. Nothing hey, but guys, upside. Guys, we
0: go 10-0 in the SEC, and uh, we don't have a championship game or whatever. We're, we're claiming a championship. UCF did. We'll paint police cars.
1: we got a couple more questions, and they're both from Parrish Walton. Hey, Parrish. Uh, he says, what are your thoughts on the narrative that once leagues go to conference-only schedules, the fans or the leagues won't want to go back to the old way?
0: There's too much money involved. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. The, 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 first off, a, as a college football fan— the opportunity to get to play, I mean, the Notre Dame game showed the way, but I want to go to the Rose Bowl and play UCLA. I want to go to Norman. I want to go to Texas. I, those, I, I don't see those games going away. And then the one-off, uh, the one-off games in Charlotte and against Clemson or in Atlanta against whomever, Duke or whatever we got next, um, it's just too much money involved.
1: You know, I, th- I had a thought, like, when I saw this tweet come on, I was, I was sitting there thinking, well, like, yeah, I don't want to play these, you know, East West schools from you know Tennessee or Louisiana. But then I, I I stopped because at first I was thinking, well, I got to pay an average of one hundred nineteen dollars for those tickets and their throwaway games. But then Will talks about how much he Great enjoys point. those because yeah. it's kind of a breather and. My kids wouldn't be as big of a fans as they are now if, if I didn't have those games to just kind of break them into.
0: We wouldn't have no Sean Marino jumping over a A, a Louisiana Munro player. Uh, Central Michigan, I think. I think you're right. Right. We wouldn't have that. Yeah. That that wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't
1: right. be one of those games where you can, oh, hey, let's go move down there because everybody's clearing out and it's yeah. the fourth quarter and they got a running clock. Also,
2: for what it's worth, uh, Boy, does a Louisiana Monroe at Georgia full tailgate game sound amazing? Sounds right amazing now right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You remember remember last year the South Carolina game, the vibe, and people were oh, kind of taking it for granted. That'll never happen again.
2: Well, it sure won't happen. For It'll, a few take years. Years. It'll take five years. It'll take 5 it We'll have
1: for a few years. All right. Last question. Uh, Parrish asks, "How about some over unders based on the assumption that Georgia plays ten regular season games? Okay. So don't include any postseason stats. I like He's, this. He I says, like this. Uh, Pickens over under nine hundred yards receiving." Under. Yeah,
0: if you'd have been a thousand and twelve games, I'd have taken the over. But I feel under.
1: Uh, Pickens ten touchdowns. Over. Under. Jamie Newman ten interceptions. I'm gonna say uh, under. Yeah.
0: Go over, Will. I'm Do
2: gonna it. go under. <laughs> Do it. Just because there's a non-zero chance he's. Not the quarterback all year, so.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Zamir White, thousand yards. Ooh, that's a. Ooh. Under. Let's see. Let's think, Hold on. Let's think about who. I, I. Part of it is depending
0: on who we end up with from the West, but probably under.
1: Yeah, uh, Zamir White, ten touchdowns. Over. Under. Uh, George's a team. Thirty sacks. Under. I'm yeah, very under. Jordan under. Davis. He's on a watch list already. Get that big push up the middle. Come on, Tony.
0: I st- I'm still going with under. Okay. Look, I mean, if we, I, I, I mean, we have enough data on Georgia's defenses to know that um, they get lots of pressure but not many sacks. True. Uh, I'm also accounting for the idea that
1: one or two of these games may not happen. <laughs> <laughs> also keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the last one, over under nine wins.
0: On 10-game season, over under nine wins push yeah, the wow. question is eight and a
2: half yeah if it's eight, if and, eight, half, eight and a half take the over. is this number take the over. it's hard it's a push um, eight and a half makes you make a choice sure nine you can say hey, come push. on Paris that was a
1: bad one if you uh, let's go with eight and a half okay. uh,
0: um, yeah, I, I still think it depends on the other other teams um,
1: let's assume that everybody plays their ten games at every you know we're we're wish casting I'm going to say over eight and a half
0: I'll tell you over eight and a half Assuming they play all the games.
2: Um, Assuming. I will also say oak.
1: And then the last bit that I wrote down: if Georgia plays Arkansas and if Georgia plays Mississippi State, can either of you tell me the last time Georgia played Arkansas and Mississippi State?
2: The last and Miss- time we- I got Mississippi State, oh, you did the Mississippi State because that, that was here. That was the last time I played Mississippi State. Was the what we thought was going to be a crappy game in the schedule, and it turned out to be awesome. 15, so I 16? would say
1: it was that was uh, seventeen. Seventeen.
0: Yeah. That
1: was the the, the the flea flicker. That was the awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Actually,
0: last time I played Arkansas would have been 09 there. It
1: was fourteen here? Was it no, 14? fourteen there. Fourteen in Little Rock.
0: So they have not been. Oh, that was the last game at at uh, War Memorial in Little Rock. That's right. So
1: then my follow up question: They have not been here since I moved here. My follow up question: When if, if, Arkansas would be slated to come here? Okay. and we would be slated to go to Starkville. When was the last time Arkansas played in Sanford Stadium, and when was the last time Georgia played in Stark Vegas?
0: Uh, hold on. Okay. The last time Arkansas played here would have been 2001? I'm going to say more recent than that. I'm going to say 2010.
1: Will's correct. Was it 10? Yeah, Georgia beat oh, yeah. Arkansas 31-24 to on September 18th. 2010.
0: And last time we went to Stark Vegas would have been about eight or nine, but I don't it was
1: the was. week after Arkansas came here. Oh, wow. And and Georgia lost 24 to 12. Yeah. Remember that was the weird Aaron Murray, Washon, so, Ely got knocked out like yeah. right at the goal line and fumbled and we didn't yeah. score and it was a nightmare. Yeah. yeah that and that was, a, was that tenure. Where we went six and seven, lost to Central Florida in the uh oh, that in team, what bowl? That God, that Liberty team, Bowl. Liberty Bowl. No. Yeah. Liberty Bowl. And that was also the year that AJ Green had the. Greatest catch ever in Boulder, Colorado. I
0: was at that game.
1: And we lost that game. Yeah, I lost that game. And then Colorado won like three games that year.
0: It, that was a such a dumb year. Yeah. But so, even even now, I take a dumb year. Yeah. All right, awesome. Would you? Uh, here's a question:
2: If Georgia goes five and five, would you rather the season have not happened? Ooh, mm. I guess it depends on who the five are.
1: <laughs> I don't think they're capable of going five and five with the firepower they have. But okay, that's six maybe and in a four. Band.
2: Six and four. I things all just go wrong. A
0: couple South Carolinas yeah, happen. They I lose to Alabama. They lose to Florida. No, yeah, it'll be worth it. I, I don't know, man. I mean, at this point, yeah, it would be worth it. From or would you
2: rather than start two and one and then the season gets shut down? <laughs> well,
1: uh, three and zero. Oh. <laughs> give me
2: four and zero oh and beat Alabama and Florida. Yeah.
1: See, um, I don't, I don't
2: want that. No, I don't no. want them to start four and zero and be Alabama. Yeah, and no. Because then it's just going to be.
0: That's what oh, you and don't three, want to happen. Owen oh, three in the season shut down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what you don't. I don't yeah. know. That's a that's a an incredible. That's one of those questions like, tick the size of the dog. Uh, the dog like mm-hmm. my kid. My kids are asking that question now. Would you rather a tick the size of a oh, dog? Yeah. Yeah. Or a spotter they can fly. Thirty like, time, thirty
2: how- tiny Elvises, or one giant Elvis. How about
0: you know one giant Elvis? <laughs> every time. But yeah, how about how about neither of those things? Because that would suck.
1: Yeah, so maybe uh, or hopefully, it, well, we will promise you this: if we get a schedule release tomorrow or next week or whatever, we'll at least jump on a call, yeah, and discuss it real quick. But uh, it's coming.
2: I don't know how I'm going to have time with my children. Not in school. Uh, to be Scott and I'll be over here having cigars and stuff. <laughs> Our kids all up in the schools. For that. Yeah. But well this was good. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, Arctic is the right word. I had a rough week. Our ceiling fell in. Oh yeah, I heard about it. Explode. I saw the picture. That that yeah, looked it awful. Unpleasant. It was unpleasant.
0: it's unpleasant. Did you yeah. post it on the the um, on the Instagrams? I put it on my, in my newsletter. I, oh, my newsletter. I
1: uh, I, um, I think I texted you saying like, did that terrify you at one in the morning or something? You're like, no, nah, I slept right through it.
2: I slept right through it. I, I, you could like a horse could be kicking me in the face and I would not wake up from it. But um, but this is
1: the man whose uh, wife repainted a room and he never noticed it.
2: Yeah, I mean she.
0: I mean, I know so She told me. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, it's Uh, just the right time of the ocean. Yeah, what do you think of the room? What do you think of the room? (laughs) I guess
2: I I guess it's different, isn't it? I mean, my computer is a different color. Microsoft Word is not a different color, so I'm fine. Um, (laughs) Right, but uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, so we we actually have to go live in another house for two weeks while they uh, clean up our. Uh, insurance is uh, setting this up where we're going to get new floors out of this whole deal. So mm-hmm. we're awesome. going to do that. And uh, I'm actually thinking of building uh, a lanai in the backyard. You had needed a lanai for a long time. I think it'd time. be pretty awesome to have like a, like a little uh, little lean to on top of it, have a TV out there, maybe even get like a little uh, uh, wading pool or like a, uh, what were they called? I said it was a hot tub, but my wife said you're not supposed to say hot tub. You're supposed to say uh, It's a
1: Jacuzzi? A,
2: no, it's a uh, po- uh, uh, Something pool A waiting Not a waiting pool I've forgotten the term she used But uh, uh, Mosquito but- nest. No, thing. I can pull like a little <laughs> It's like a hot tub, but uh, it's but you're not supposed to call it a hot tub because it it. it she's got a term for it. So, I know, I'm sure everyone's screaming into the podcast. Right? Yeah, all the all the interior decorators. Oh, all three are. of them. She, you <laughs> know, she originally called it a gazebo while we were building out there, and everyone like, oh, like the octagon with the plants going down. Right. Yeah. No, but apparently the decorators use gazebo for anything that's just like a structure, she's outside structure. Outside structure. Yeah. But
1: I bet Brian could build that in a jiffy. Oh, for crying out loud, Brian
2: Lee, she, bless his heart, he turns. Seventy-one years old. Awesome. This week he will turn seventy-one years old, and he is out uh, in uh, frat houses cleaning out insulation and painting the plate, like in like a hundred degree heat.
1: And he loves it, doesn't he? he? Just,
2: I mean, like I don't love it, uh, but he loves it. And uh, but uh, you know that uh, again, I think a lot of people have found this with their parents. Um, uh, My parents worked their cans off for fifty years to be able to retire. And now they can't leave their houses, so uh, there's a lot of frustration uh, uh, yeah. about that. So um, hopefully uh, he 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 is um, uh, he is hopefully going to get out of those frat houses before everybody gets back. I hope so, so. because uh, they'll be out. But yes, good times all around. So happy birthday, to Brian Leach, seventy-one years old. Happy Adam birthday. Away. Happy good birthday. Stuff. Otherwise, uh, when the schedule comes out, we'll do a show. That's right. So, otherwise, hey,
1: go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks so much for listening. Please, if you don't already, follow us on social media. It's the best way to get in touch with us. Ask us a question, leave us a comment, anything like that. Our handle is at WSLS Podcast, and that works for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for our next show, which will take place sometime after the 10-game SEC college football schedule is set. Whether we decide to meet in person or we break it down via Zoom, we will share our thoughts with you. Until then, have a great rest of your week. Be kind to your fellow man, woman, child, and bulldog. Stay safe, and we'll see you on campus sometime, sometime, sometime in the near future. And as always, go dogs.